Hello and welcome everyone. I'm Jasper and this is the PB&J cast where we explore careers, ideas and unique stories. I'm super thankful for you investing time to help broaden your perspective and joining me in the journey as we appreciate the process of finding and adding value in work. Today, I'm very, very excited and very grateful to have Roland with me. And Roland is someone I just met at a Christmas and very early Christmas dinner. And yeah, it was, it was really cool to just hear what he does, how he thinks, uh, you know, being that he's been in the industry for quite a while as well. He's been able to see how the industry has changed, including what a few things that surprised me, including ethics in the financial industry. And I'm sure that he'll have a lot of things that he can share that we would not otherwise know. So hi, hi, Roland. Welcome. Yeah, Jasper, uh, thank you very much for having me on your show and uh, very excited to be part of this, uh, this program. So, so look forward to having a nice little chat with you. Thanks, mate. All right. So what is your role exactly? Is it called financial advisor, wealth manager? What is it? Yeah. yeah. So look, so, so I'm, I'm a financial planner. Financial planner. So, so people often ask, um, you know, what is the difference between a financial advisor yep. and a financial planner? Mm-hmm. Um, and I said the, the best way I would probably explain it is a, a financial advisor is anyone who provides advice in relation to finance. So an accountant, for example, provides financial advice on tax. Right? A uh, stockbroker provides financial advice on shares. Mm. Uh, mortgage broker on mortgages. So the financial planner is a form of financial advice. And maybe the, the, the way I, I would explain um, uh, a, a financial planner would be um, if I go back a few years to when I was, uh, say, in my early 20s, mm-hmm. um, I was in a position where you know I wanted to set myself up for life, basically. Right? So I wanted mm-hmm. to make sure I make the right decisions and, and make the... Uh, and, well, so, so I went to see my accountant because that was the, the only advisor I knew. Uh, and I said to him, look, what do I need to do to, to set myself up? Do I, do I buy a house? Uh, do I start investing my money into certain places? And so he said to me, what you need to do, Roland, is you need to go and see a financial. He hmm. can answer those questions. So, so that's what we basically do. So, so, so we look at the bigger picture and we basically show people how they can set themselves up to achieve their goals. Okay. All righty. Oh, uh, what is a good question to ask you? <laughs> What's a good question? Oh, look, look, uh, um, look I, I guess I, I can expand a bit more if you like on, um, you know, on, on what we do yep. in terms of financial planning, because financial planning itself is, is a very broad, um, you know, it has a very broad, broad spectrum. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically, for example, you get financial advisors who uh, focus on, say, retirement planning. Mm-hmm. Right? So that those advisors will only deal with people in their, say, 50s or late 50s who are looking to set themselves up for retirement. Right? You also get certain financial advisors who only, for example, focus on, on insurance or who just focus on investment. So, so, so the way I do financial planning is probably a bit different um, in that I try and look at someone's whole financial picture, but not just their financial picture, also probably their, their, their life as well. So we like to, if you like, um, you know, fuse a person's finance with a person's life together because the, the two, you know, whether we like it or not, do go hand in hand. Mm. Um, so for example, when I, when I talk to, to certain people, so a person may come in with an initial goal of retiring comfortably. But when I then drill down and start asking certain questions, like for example, what's important about money to you? Um, invariably, that you know, we we, we start to to um, to talk about their values, what right? the things that are that they that they find true truly important. So, so for example, um, someone might say, "Well, look, you know, some, someone might be successful at life, right? sorry, in their jobs, uh, but they may find that they're not spending enough time with their kids." Right? So look, we, I find that that's very common with uh, with many professionals. So uh, they say to me, "Look, I'd love to you know to do things like the school drop-offs, school pickups. I'd love to uh, watch my kids play basketball. Uh, maybe tuck them in, uh, into bed, for example, help them with their homework. So essentially, I'd like to have more of an impact on them, so I can shape um, shape uh, shape them to become the types of people that I would like them to become." Hmm. 
Um, so, so you know, so financial planning. Um, when we start looking at the, as a at a person as a whole, um, it's not just about numbers. It's not just about dollars and cents. It's about actually making a real difference to our clients' lives, both now and in the long term. Mm. Also, if somebody spends too much time putting money away for retirement, too much time working for that, then uh, obviously it's going to impact on probably their relationships maybe with uh, the people they love. Mm. Um, but if someone puts too much emphasis on having fun today, of course, it will impact on, on later on. So, so the people that, that we, we, we work with are looking for um, clarity in their lives. Right? They want to know, okay, if, if, we, um, you know, if, if, if we keep going the way we are going now, what is the long term going to look like? Well, but what's also uh, the, the midterm going to look like and what's the short term going to look like? So, so my, I guess my role really is, is to, number one, give people clarity, hmm. uh, provide them with directions and also understanding as well. Okay. So and what, how, what do I mean by that? Yeah. Sorry? Yes, go, go on, sorry. Yeah, so, 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 so what do I mean with, with uh, um, direction? Well, d- direction is, you know, what we do a lot, we, we, when we talk to someone, we, you know, the first thing we do, we ask them a lot of questions and, and the questions can be quite confronting. Right. So, for example, um, you know, a, a, a question I might ask a client would be something like, uh, if your doctor told you you were going to, you know, that you had 24 hours to live mm. and you then now look back at your life, what would you change? Right. So, so these are very confronting questions, but they're designed for people um, to, to reflect and say and really look at what's really important for them. I've never had someone say, um, you know, I, would, I wish I'd worked more hours. Right, so 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 that, that, that's an interesting question that, that can open people right up, and then we'll also ask them, what, what if uh, the same doctor said to you you had ten years to live, and you, you'd be fully healthy, but after t- uh, ten years from now your life would stop, what would you change? Hmm. Right, so again, people then say things like, okay, I would spend more time on, on, now with the people I love, I would spend more time following my passions, that type of thing. So what our job is, is, you know, when we, when we provide advice, um, a big part of what we do initially after we've asked all the questions um, and, and, and we've gone back and, and analysed all the details, we'll come back and show clients projections. So, so, so we, we will essentially give them a glimpse into the future. And we'll say, okay, if you can continue going the way you are going now, this is what the future is going to look like. But what, what if we start making a few changes now? What if we start to um, you know, put more money, let's say, into you know, of the money you earn into different pots? How would that start to impact the short term, mid term, and long term? Mm-hmm. Um, um, and, and that's what I mean with uh, direction. Right? So we're looking at clarity, number one, but we're also looking at direction. So once a person gets those two, it becomes a lot easier for them to make uh, you know, good decisions that, that um, you know, and they'll know you know, how those decisions will actually affect their lives, both now and into the future. And understanding is really also about understanding some, some of the complex, um, you know, some of the complex, uh, if you like, uh, financial services and products available to them. So, so my job is to make it um, uh, or to simplify it so people actually understand the advice that they are going to receive. Okay, thank you. I don't know if that's all that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Clarity. Yeah and direction exactly. with and well yep sorry you're saying and understanding and, and understanding as well of yeah. course yes 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 i think there's um i don't know if you, if you know of dave ramsey yes yes he's the quite American, a for, for uh, the audience those who don't know him he's a famous financial advisor turned or planner turned businessman and i yes. think he has he, he gives a good quote he says you want to look for someone in this industry with a heart of a teacher not of a heart of a salesman. So I really like yeah, how you oh. said, how you said provide understanding because, you know, it's, it's such an important topic, whereas yeah. money is huge. Like, like you, like it's as much as you want to say, it's not about the money. It does affect so many different aspects of our lives. Uh, Absolutely. And even though a lot of people are good at making money, there are not many people that are good are born just born with knowing the knack of how to manage it and what to do. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. If that's where you there is a term that we call 
Sorry, you go on, say. Yeah, no, but, but, no, but absolutely. I mean, there is a, a, a term we call money maturity. You know, I mean, a person can, can be incredibly smart. So, you, know, you can have doctors, lawyers, um, and I've met plenty of them that really are great at their occupation and incredibly smart people. But when it comes to money, you know, for some reason, it, um, uh, um, you know, they, they struggle to manage it. And, um, and this money maturity, it's, it's, it's got to do more with emotions than it has to do with logic. So uh, Dave Ramsey as well, I think he says something like money is uh, 20% uh, head knowledge and 80% action, which is so true. I mean, it's in, uh, because there is a lot, you know, people make a lot of irrational decisions around money. And so again, um, you know, part of my job is, uh, as I mentioned to you, clarity, direction, and understanding, that's the actual planning process. But then the ongoing process is about uh, holding people's hands and, and walking with them and making sure they stay on track. Because um, because even though they may have a, a rational plan that's been given to them, um, it's amazing how many people will still make irrational decisions. Interesting. Interesting. It's kind of like going to, it's just, correct me if I'm wrong, it reminds me a bit of going to a physio sometimes where there are people who, who know what to do. There are physios that go to physios. They know where to exercise, but they need that other person to keep them a bit more accountable and make sure that they're doing the action, not just not just because they, they already know what they, they, they need oh, to look, do. Look, 100%. Look, I, I often say it's uh, like, like, like going to the gym. You know, I remember many years ago, I went to the gym and, um, you know, I walked in there with all the equipment and I did nothing about it. Then I got myself a trainer. And he, you know, he, he, you know, we, 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 we laid down uh, the goals. Um, and then basically he said, look, you'll need to do this, 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 and that. And, you know, uh, six months later, I achieved my goals, which was a flat stomach. But uh, really, uh, if it wasn't for... Congratulations. For <laughs> okay, thank you. Thank you. Uh, although now I've gone the other way. So I need to go back to Steve again. That's the problem, you see? So I need... It's, a, it's an ongoing process, right? You, you do need that accountability ongoing. Uh, because it's so easy to go off, off track. Okay. Then what about those those who are, you know, those self-declared money gurus that they they genuinely believe that they have their systems in place? Would you say they would need one? Or would where would they stand? Yeah, it, again, very, very interesting. I mean, when you often, one thing I've learned over, over the years is you cannot judge a book by its cover. Okay. So I, I, you know, I sit there with clients who, again, you know, you listen to them, and on the surface, I'm thinking to myself, "Why do you need me? You, know, mm. you're, you're, you, you look like you're perfect. Everything's great." But when you do a bit more digging, you then start to uncover and realize, uh, uh, "No, no, no, um, it's it's not quite quite the case." There is a a bias. You know, there are a lot of biases around that, and one of those biases is, uh, for example, overconfidence bias. It's where people have a, a you know, and uh, if you like, a heightened sense of, of confidence in their own ability. So, people don't like to admit often that they have, you know, have a that they, that they require some help. Hmm. Um, and so, it's my job again not to prejudge, but to ask the questions and really listen, um, because it's amazing what you can uncover when you go through that process properly. Very interesting. Do you think people are more, it, from your experience, how many years? How many years have you been in this industry again? Um, uh, in the finance industry, well, look, in the, uh, as a financial planner, so I've been there for about so for for eleven years, um, and then before that, I was a, a mortgage broker uh, as well. So probably about fifteen, sixteen years in the finance industry. Or yeah, right. So in in that time, would you say more people in the general public will tend to be more of the overconfidence bias or underconfidence bias? Uh, overconfidence bias. Oh, okay. For sure. <laughs> fair enough. Fair sure, enough. Sure. Cool. And then what about who have you ever turned a client away where it's like you don't need me uh, for, for sure uh, look, look more so as i've progressed right so in the early years uh probably not so much but um in, in the last few years for sure because you, know, you you experience things so there are people that that you know um and again it's, it's through questioning that you can sort of get an idea mm. um where you know you you, you won't be able to help them it's, it's about really talking straight to people and, um, and, and really identifying those who really want to get ahead. 
mm. right? Because look, because there is all, always a sense of um, sacrifice. So, so what we what I don't do is sort of paint a rosy picture mm. um, or, or pretend that you know it's it's easy. Uh, you know, any kind of change requires work, right? It requires a level of commitment. So, whilst I'm there to to help them, um, you know, you still need to put a lot of your own um, effort into it as well. Right, so so because we want we want to to help clients make good decisions, and good decisions when it comes to finance often means, you know, being able to say no to certain things, you know, being willing to make certain sacrifices. Um, you know, you know, uh, and it doesn't matter what it is, but but certainly if it means you know reducing expenses. So if you if we if you talk about uh, people like Dave Ramsey, for example, you know, who who focuses on people saving and people reducing debt, that that's really what his, his podcasts are about. Uh, that's all requires work. So, so, and that's again, why I see myself as not just a, a numbers man, but also a coach at, at the same time as well. And yeah. so, so the people that, um, yeah, that, that, that uh, are suited to what I do will be people who, who are coachable, right? people who are willing to, to um, embrace change. All right. So, so that's one of the prerequisites. You have to be coachable. You have to be willing to embrace change. I think that's a really good point you bring up because uh, there's a study, it's a quite a famous study. I think there's a candy or, or marshmallow of kids. Basically, they popped the candy there and they said, look, if you can't, if you hold off for 15 minutes, no one's around, but they put a hidden camera. <laughs> no one's around. If you can hold off for X amount of time, we'll give you two. And most people couldn't. I think the interesting part comes in because everyone expects that with children. The interesting part comes in where they followed up with the same set groups of people. Uh, I think it was 10 or 20 or 30 years later, however so later. And turns out the people that had had the ability or chose to delay that gratific gratification ended up being more successful by many different metrics, not just financially, but also mentally, relationally, et cetera. However, this is just something I read on the internet, so I could be wrong. <laughs> hey, look, and, and you know, that's really what, look, I think it's at the heart of what we do, delayed gratification. You, know, you, can, you can buy small things today, or you can you know, hold off and buy yourself bigger things in the future. Um, it's something that, that someone taught me many years ago, someone that was very successful financially, and I never forgot that. So, so many key lessons. I mean, uh, my physics teacher back at school taught me, you know, there is no such thing as a free lunch. Mm. And again, that's probably one of the best lessons that I ever got, I feel, because, um, you know, there are too many people, unfortunately, who think that there are no consequences to, to decisions. But the fact is, there is no such thing as a free lunch and every action has an equal and opposite reaction. So, yeah, delayed gratification is at the core, I think, of, of what we do, for sure. You know, another big thing when it comes to what, what, we're, you know, you're, what you're talking about when it comes to getting ahead financially in terms of managing your money uh, better uh, in terms of saving and in terms of uh, maybe, maybe reducing debt is, well, number one is, you know, minimize your debts, obviously. The, the, the other thing is, is, you know, so many people try and keep up with the Joneses. I find okay, what well. does that mean? Right? Well, 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 essentially, you know, we're always looking around us and, and, mm, um, gotcha, gotcha. and seeing what, what friends are doing and thinking, oh, goodness me, you know, I, I need to be better than them. And so, you know, that's probably the reason why so many people get themselves into debt. So rather than delaying the gratification and saying, look, I'm going to save up for this thing so I don't have this debt, I want it right now, right? So, so, so I can essentially be seen to be as successful as my neighbor. And, and, you know, what I encourage people to do is, is not look within yourself and tell me what's important to you, right? Don't worry about everybody else. What's important to you? And I find the people who, well, not I find, but it's a fact, the people who, who have that money maturity, mm -hmm. they know what's important to them. And also, this is really important here, why it's important to them. That's probably the, big, the biggest thing. Um, understanding the why is mm. really the key um, mm. and, and the thing that I'm looking for. And so when, when you were asking about, you know, do I turn clients away? If someone hasn't got a why, mm. well, then I pretty much know that, you know, that, that they're not going to persevere very long. Interesting. Thanks for that. So there's a few different factors like coachability, 
money maturity and also whether they know what they want at the mm. end of the day like you said you, you're you're a guide you you provide guidance and if they don't know what they want to. what if you can't guide a you can't guide a, a car without a destination hey that's right exactly right <laughs> you can't go and, to and that's what I say. it all starts with goals right if i sit down there and the person's got no goals and doesn't care if, if it's just about making money well then you know I, I wouldn't be the right person for them i mean they then they would go and see just if you like an investment specialist right mm. or, or a stockbroker but mm. they wouldn't be looking at it uh, mm. so yeah Thanks. absolutely what uh, you need to know what you want because then we can we can then devise a roadmap for you but if you don't know where you want to go how can I create a map for you? Yeah. Hey, thanks for that honesty as well, because there are, I'm sure there are many people that want to just sell themselves and pop some snake oil saying, you know, I accept everyone and anyone, um, but it's not actually beneficial to them. Right. Uh, look, you, you, look, you have to be honest with yourself. Right? And, and, and that's what I often say to people, always be honest with yourself. That's really the starting point. If you want to uh, make changes in your life, if you want to enjoy a, a stress-free life, uh, financial freedom. I mean, the, the big thing that, that I offer clients, again, is, is really financial freedom. And when I say financial freedom, I'm not just talking about being able to, you know, to buy the things you want to buy or to afford the things that you want to do. I'm actually talking about also things like the time freedom, right? Uh, uh, um, creating the time that will allow you to spend the time with the people that you love. Right, because no, no, no point working a hundred hours a week when you can't do that. So that's that's why we want to put the right investments in place and structures in place and get you to a point where uh, you will be able to, for example, work less, and then we will hold you accountable. So once you get to that position, we'll make sure that hang on that you do now spend the time with the kids, that you do follow through on, on what you said you were you wanted to do. Because you know when you go back when 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 you when we when when we get down the road in, in a few years time. And you look back at it, you'll be able to see that, um, uh, wow, you know, this is what what I've accomplished in life. So, so, so no regrets. A life with no regrets is, is what uh, I'm aiming for. No, I think yeah, I think I think you're right. And that's definitely something that's been kicking off, such as with the fire movement, with the how you know Scott Pape. I think he was also a very famous financial advisor turned author. I wrote the Barefoot Investor. There's mm -hmm. there's many more people I think nowadays to use that term that really learn to value time, freedom, financial yeah. independence, instead of just the dollar salary. Because oh, we, sure. we are so fortunate now uh, in 20, even though, you know, COVID and all those things are going on. We, many people in the Western, especially in the Western cultures are very fortunate that in two generations ago, it was, oh no, will my child survive till five years old? But now it's, oh, look at this. I, we have so many things that almost at our fingertips. How then can we actually enjoy, enjoy it? Exactly, exactly. No, it is interesting, you know, you know, with things like technology, technology has promised so much. It's promised that we will actually end up working less, but uh, one of the funny people are working more, right? So, mm. so it's obviously that's not the answer. I think the answer comes from uh, within. You know, it's about, first of all, um, understanding your why. Why is it important mm -hmm. for you to, um, you know, why do you, wh why do you want to be in a position where the mortgage is paid off, for example? Mm -hmm. um, and then you start to drill down. Well, it's because, you know, um, I'll have more time because I won't have to work to pay off the mortgage. I'll have more time to spend with my family. Why is that important to you? Well, because uh, my kids, um, you know, and I, I hardly ever see them at the moment. Why is it important for you to, to see your kids? Well, because, um, you know, uh, you know they've, they've grown up and they've already missed so much. Um, and I don't want to get to a point where, where they grow up um, and didn't really get to know their father. Okay. So what would it mean to you if... if so, so that's the type of questioning that we do. We keep on drilling down um, to establish someone's wise. Yeah, right. Thanks. Thank you for that. I feel like I've just got like a, like a very genuine insight as you know, your job entails a lot of conversation. Yes. Yes, yeah. it is. It, the, the job's about the financial thing. A lot of people think it's about figures, it's about numbers, mm -hmm. but it's not. I mean, yes, numbers are involved, but a, a financial uh, planner needs to be a people person. It's about people, ultimately, right? And and, and that's very important. So, um, if 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 someone out there is a people person, you know, they want to make a difference in people's lives, then financial planning 
is is a fabulous option for them. And I think that's a very good transition to a, a question. Why are you a financial? Good question that as well. I think I mentioned to you, so so I, I started off as a mortgage broker initially, right? So in, yep. in the financial industry. Um, and what was happening is I was organizing mortgages for clients. Uh, but what, what would happen is I would go and see, so we would refinance people's loans because maybe you know, they, they wanted to free up some extra money to, to be able to do more things. But when I went to see them back, let's say, say two or three years later, I found that they were actually in the same position or worse off than before we actually did the refinance. And so I realized that, again, you know, what I was, I was doing as a mortgage broker wasn't actually making a difference um, you know, to, to, to my clients. And so I, I started doing a bit of studies in terms you know, for the financial planning, but I didn't really you know, know. Well, yeah, I, 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 I did, the, I did the, the studies, but um, you know, I, I hadn't really set a date in terms of when I wanted to start as a financial planner until one day I actually had a client come to me and say, Roland, you know, we, we've heard that you've done the, the course. We'd like you to be our, our planner. So, so, so what happened there, that, that particular client was, was a gentleman who was working on the mines, right? So if, if you know about the mines here in, 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 in Perth, people are working up north and he would be leaving his family for week, four weeks at a time and come back for one week. So essentially he was seeing his family 12 weeks of the year. So he had two children. And when we sat down and did all the questioning, um, you know, what, what it turned out is, uh, you know, this, this, this type of, if you like, of, of, um, of life was extremely challenging, not just for him, but also for his wife as well and for his children. He wanted to go camping with them. Again, same thing, you know, his son is a, is a cricket player. So he wanted to be involved in, uh, you know, with that as well. He wanted to see them come home from school and, and, and talk to them, basically, something as simple as that. Right? So he wasn't, he wasn't able to do that. So, so that's really where it came to. He actually cried during our interview. Right? So, so it meant a lot for him. So when, when I drilled down, the emotions started to really come to the surface. Anyway, uh, one of his goals was uh, when we did all, all the numbers and we looked at the possibilities uh, with the projections, we saw that he would be able to come home probably about uh, five years you know, after we, we started the, uh, the process. Well, we started the process and basically you know, yeah, his income actually uh, increased a bit during the time. So it was actually four years or, 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 or you know, four years and, and two months, something like that, um, before, uh, after we started, he actually went into his uh, boss's office and, and resigned and came wow. back home and worked locally. Um, yeah, so, 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 so that, that was my first client and my first success story as well. So, so here mm. was a guy who, um, yeah, the mortgage was paid off, uh, that um, investment uh, property. They um, also did other investments along the way as well. So they really listened to everything I said. And you know, the, the change was dramatic. So when I talk about changes, also he was a, a smoker, she was a smoker. They both stopped smoking. Um, he was a bit of a drinker. He stopped drinking as well. So see, he joined the gym. He became fit as well, um, you know, because you know, by sorting out his finances and, and his financial life, it, it it wasn't just you know again about numbers. It was about health as well, right? So that, and the happiness. So he felt. You now they both felt happier, and as a result, they started to take care not just of their finances but of themselves as well. And, and, and so when you say, why am I doing what I do? That's why I'm doing what I do. Well, because I want that type of impact. on my And do you feel, feel like there's another role in which you do, you can do this? Or do you feel like this is one of the best ways and hence why you choose it? Uh, you mean in terms of uh, professionally? Uh, personally, personally. Yeah. How oh, yeah, look, 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 for sure. I, th I think, look, as I said, no, I think financial planning is, is ideal. I don't know too many professions. I mean, of course, as a doctor, you can make a, a huge difference in people's lives, of course. Uh, but the financial advisor, I think equally as much. You know, I, I think um, money um, can be, can be you know, a, a tool that can actually provide people with a sense of freedom and security, but it can also be a, a tool that can uh, provide people with a, a great deal of misery as well. All right, so, so, um, so money is an important aspect of our lives. And, you know, it's about, if, if you like, freeing people and making sure people are no longer slaves to money. So if you look at that example of that particular client who was working away, well, he was a slave to money. 
he had to go and 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 work away for four weeks at a time and only come back for one week and then go out for four weeks to get, uh, as well you know just to to pay his bills and 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 so so you know the people that that that, that come to me they want to more than just exist what well, they they want to live and and that's that's what we we provide an ability for our clients to actually uh live and not just exist and that's a and how, how come if i can ask why is that a very important concept for you for me personally mm. uh well, look look uh, from a very young age i've always been that way that way minded i mean i i uh, you know, I've, I've never wanted to struggle, right? So, so I wanted to, and that's why I was saying, I went to see my accountant initially because I said to him, to him look, I don't like having to wake up at, uh, you know, six o'clock every morning uh, to go to work and then come back home and then just to, you know, just, just to get ready for work for the next day. I want to get to a point where I can actually, um, you know, uh, be in a position where I can choose to, to work if I want to but I can also choose to take time off if I want to or, or choose to work less hours. So that's what we mean. Again, I mean with that financial freedom is having the choice, right? The freedom of choice is a wonderful thing um, because it's a big difference between working because you have to work or working because you want to work. So, so yeah, so I know what it feels like. And, and that's why for me, um, you know, I can, I, I can identify uh, with the impact that um, I, I, I have on people. Mm. And does this job do that for you? Does it do you know? Does it provide you the remuneration that will lead to, or does it oh, give you the work-life flexibility? Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay, okay, yeah. Sorry. Okay, I, I uh, yeah. Look, absolutely. Uh, financial planning is is the type of you know occupation where yeah you can do that for yourself as well. Now, look, like anything, I mean because you have to find clients or, you know, or keep clients or, and that type of thing, uh, you have people who are successful and people who, who aren't successful, mm. right? But for, for those who are willing to put in the, the, you know, the, the work, it can definitely, um, you know, financial planning is a type of occupation that, that can actually allow you to meet your goals. You know, uh, but saying that, it is, it is a very demanding industry at the same time. Right? So, so you so be plugged in have to be to be focused but yes um it, it does so so for me personally uh, again so um you know if i was preaching something and not doing it myself i think that would make me a, a hypocrite so um again um i chose this occupation number one for the impact i, I could have on, on my clients lives but also mm. for the potentially it could afford me as well mm. okay and again that makes know, sense. I, I, yeah yeah absolutely how, how did you find out about it Look, I had heard about financial planning. So, um, you know, many years, years ago, I heard about it. I heard about financial advisors. But I, I always thought that financial planners would be people who, you know, mega intelligent um, or just, um, you know, very much uh, numbers driven, so figures driven, uh, numbers crunches type of thing. Um, so I thought to myself, no, that, that's not for me, being uh, pinned behind the desk. But... Um, but, you know, as, as I found out more about it, I realized, no, it's, it's not actually about, uh, well, look, yes, it is about numbers, of course, but it is more about people, right? So, so, so um, a good financial planner needs to be able to interact with people, um, needs to be able to listen uh, to people, um, and then, um, you know, and, and, and be reasonably creative as well. So it's not just, you know, I, I, I don't like jobs where, you know, it's it's all repetitive, the same thing day in day out. I like something where you know the next day is going to be unexpected. So it's 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 going to be different to the previous day. Was it was it like a friend that told you about it, or you saw it just so happened to chance? No, 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 on like look, a newspaper? Look, I, I think I, I I think I just heard about it. I think I just heard about it. Um, yeah. You know, I, I, I wouldn't be able to say exactly. Well, I guess the accountant, the accountant that I saw initially, what was the first yeah. one who told me about it but yeah, right. um, but I had heard about it in between mm. um, but never really properly and, and, well, and not... you know ultimately I fell into this uh, job right so as I mentioned it was starting off as a mortgage broker mm. and then I basically uh, drifted it's not it's, it wasn't something that I um, said to myself I want to become mm. when I was young no and and that's how some people do it you know <laughs> like yourself yeah. 
I think some people yeah. just they just so happen to chance into something else. Absolutely. And I'm not gonna lie. Right now, mm-hmm. the way you've talked about it, I I like it. I I want to be one. What about where are the biggest trade offs to being a financial planner? Uh, so when, when you say trade-offs, what, what, what do you mean by that? Hmm. I guess I guess one example in it just just an assumption is that oftentimes you have to be finding clients. So yeah. there will be that aspect of things. Or like you I said, it, it's a it's a very hard, you have to be switched on. As in like what yeah. you know, what yeah, what do you mean yeah. by switched on? What what is that? Does it is it stressful? Does it take time out? Yeah. Yeah. So look, uh yeah, look, the finance planning industry, when I said not being pinned to a desk, I mean, you, there is a lot of desk work as well. Right? So, so you do have to sit down and, and do plans. Now, you can help have people help you along the way, but ultimately, you are responsible for those plans. So so you still need to spend uh, a fair amount of time you know, uh, doing those as well. Um, so there is a lot of work um, that you have to do, and, and absolutely, you know, um, one of my goals uh, for the next twelve months is is to to have a better work life balance, right? Mm. Because you you do you do have to, um, especially now. You know, we've we've had so many regulations come in, uh, the workload has has increased uh, substantially. So um, that's a new challenge, um, and it's just about basically being able to now um, you know, find new ways to to be more efficient, but still be able to provide a, a very high you know. Uh, you know, level of quality as well. When you say work-life balance, what's an average fortnight for you? I think most jobs are about 72 to 80 hours. Yeah, look, look the interesting thing with the, with the way I'm set up, I, I don't necessarily work, I, I don't work a nine-to-five job, right? So, so I will go and see clients in the evenings as well. Mm. Um, and sometimes on weekends, I, I try and minimize that, that uh, normally doesn't happen, but I see people in the evenings because that's when, you know, people people are, are often free to talk, uh, and of course we do see people as well. So so it, it's it's all on and off in, in in during during the daytime, right? So so um, it's it's not all just work from you know from from eight to nine o'clock in the evening. There'll be mm. some 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 um, some me time as well in there as well. Mm. But but I'm always thinking about mm. work. Right? Mm. So so that, that I think that's where uh, financial planning. Mm. Um, or, or at least the way I do it because I am um, self-employed as well. So, yep. you know, in that sense, then I have to think I'm, I'm always plugged in. So, Yeah, fair enough. And it's hard to switch off when you don't have a set schedule as well. Correct, correct. That makes yeah. sense. That makes sense. And why did you choose to be self-employed rather than work for somebody else? Um, I think again, it was just just the way I was set up. I was set up that way as a mortgage broker, and I just mm-hmm. like the freedom. So the one thing it does do um, is it gives you you know that freedom to to work the hours that you want to work, mm-hmm. right? To um, to be creative as well, right? So so if you're working for someone, then you need to do things in a set way. Uh, I mean, we still have you know certain ways that we have to do things because of, of the regulations. But being self-employed, you do have a bit more leeway, so a bit more uh, creativity. I think I'm, I'm a reasonably, reasonably creative person, and I definitely, mm. um, you know, cherish that that of the work. So I'm not very good when it comes to you know doing repetitive things. So, um, so yeah, that, I think being self-employed gives you that that ability to express yourself more creativity, uh, creatively. Okay. And with that comes its own trade-offs, right? Like responsibility and all that. Uh, absolutely, and and that's the big thing, right? So so um, yeah, everything's on you. So that's what I'm saying. With with you know, when you do a plan, I can't just create systems and have other people do these things for me. Uh, I've got to be involved um, in it as well, uh, because you know, because at the end of the day, I'm the one responsible for it. So so that that is a big trade-off. So I guess yeah, the reality is. Uh, yes, it's a very rewarding job uh, emotionally. It can be very rewarding financially as well. You know, but at the same time, there's no such thing as a free lunch, right? Yep, yep. And 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 with that point, what what would be the most you know the biggest pain points in your career thus far, or most challenging experiences that come to mind? Uh, look, look again. Um, it would be that that compliance, right? So in terms of um, 
you know, because that's always changing. I mean, we had a, a royal commission uh, here, um, you know, about the two, 18 months or two years ago, and that really then shook up the industry in a big way. So that is a very, it's, it's a pain point for every advisor. Now, look, it's a, it's a good thing. I think it's 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 needed and, and um, it's forcing all, all advisors to to become a lot better at what they do. Uh, but you know, it, it does mean that the workload has increased dramatically. So that is a pain a pain point because you know we we do want that um, work life balance. We can work through all of this uh, these compliance properly. Um, I think it will definitely be a much better industry for for both uh, the advisors, but especially the clients. Uh, one of the great things about about these new changes is we have to put our clients' best interest first, right? Mm-hmm. So, so we have to put our clients' interest ahead of our own, um, and we've got to be able to prove that um, we've done that as well. So, so yeah, you know, so so that in itself does mean that every time I do a plan, I'm really doing an assignment. Right for for every single client. So so I've got I have to research things properly. I have to really you know detail um, my notes so that um, I can prove that I have in fact put my client. Yeah, and that's in case you get audited as well. Yeah, absolutely. So so it does mean uh, better advice, but um, but from 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 an advisor's perspective, yeah, you need to know um, everything's been ticked off. So when you mm-hmm. get audited, it's all. And aside from the, from the Royal Commission, have what what other parts of the role has been quite difficult? Look, obviously, again, you know, when you deal with with people, you're dealing with a range of personalities. Mm. Um, so managing those, you know, sometimes can be challenging. So, so as I mentioned, um, we are more sele- you know, selective with with who we work because. You, know, you, you can't not everyone is going to succeed right mm. when 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 they when they they come so so when that doesn't happen that is a challenging thing because as a planner you feel like uh, you have failed now fortunately that doesn't happen often but um but that would be something that would be a pain point is is, is if i'm unable um you know to have actually you know if, if someone hasn't been able to to with my help achieve their goals mm. and how do you so i guess maybe the disappointment aspect hey that's right yeah. so how... it's, it's like anything it's, it's, it's like a, i'd say a, a sports team you know so mm. so you, you've got uh, these great sports teams and uh, you know um, who may win the premiership but they don't win every game along the way and all of those uh, losses are a disappointment so, yep. so I guess yep. if, if I had to say, you know, if, if there's any pain points, I would say those would, would be the pain points. Mm, fair enough. How do you reconcile that? Look, I, look, I think it's just the reality of life. And, and I do explain that to my clients. I do say mm. to them, you know, uh, there's no guarantees when, when you come and work for me. So it's, it's, a, it's a team effort. We, we will have to, we have to do this together. So, so we have to be realistic when we, when we start off. Um, and it's just being upfront at the very start, um, explain to them how it works, what will be involved and are they willing to, you know, are they willing to, to, uh, to take the ride? And, but per- personally for you, even though Into if, it. if the, the clients, you know, they get it, it didn't work out for you with, with that kind of, I guess, a bit of a heart pain being I did my best. Everything worked out. So everything, it still didn't work out. Is there something that helps you process that and bounce back? Yeah, look, it's just being pragmatic, right? And just, just really understanding that, that um, you, you will never have a hundred percent success. I mean, that, that's just, mm. right? you, you are going to have your, your wins, which is great, but you will have your, your failures as well. Mm. And um, I think as long as you are realistic um, uh, with yourself, then, mm. um, then I think it's it's fine. Otherwise, you know, if you start to beat yourself over, you know, over, you know too much about these uh, over these things, mm. it can become quite unhealthy as well. Mm. Now that makes sense. That makes sense. And looking back, are there any things that not not to say that you know, ah, like, dang it, if, if if only I had a time machine. But looking back and being, you know, what would you have done differently? Where where were the biggest lessons learned? I actually wish I'd started earlier. Okay. I mean, I think uh, again, yeah, it's it's a, it's a it is a great actually a great industry, 
you know, as, as I mentioned, you can make the differences and you go on a journey with people, you know, some, um, you make friends, literally. Uh, mm. People trust you, you know, and, 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 that, and that's very rewarding. So it's not something that, that I've ever really gotten from you know, any, um, any previous uh, jobs. So, so financial planning is unique, I think, you know, for, for someone who's looking for more than just a job, Mm. But financial planning is more than just a job. Mm. No. Yeah. Sounds really good, man. <laughs> sounds oh, really no, good. It, it, look, 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 as I said, it is good. But it, look, it's not everyone's cup of tea. It's not for yeah. everyone, right? So so because um, ultimately, yeah, you 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 have – look, even though – okay, it's, it's not sales, but it is sales as well, right? The reality is um, – you know, selling simply means, I mean, because you know, because there is an element of element of persuasion in there. Right? So when you ask the questions and, um, you know, and drill down, you know, you, you are painting a picture um, mm. to someone. Right? So they need to be able to see, okay, far out. Yes, I need this. Because as a financial advisor, you charge fees. Mm. Right? So it's not, it's not for free. So you have to be able to, to justify that. So mm. how do you justify that? You've got to be able to create value and mm. remember, we are offering an intangible. So it's not like they're seeing a, a, a beautiful flash car there and say, okay, yeah, great. This is amazing that they've gone for a test drive and they're mm. completely emotionally uh, in, you know, emotionally just uh, charged. And so spending money on the car is quite easy. But on, fun, on the financial plan, you know, mm. we are actually um, offering an intangible. And so we have to find, you know, to, to create value. So the person can see the value and, and, and is happy to engage you. Mm. No, that makes sense. Mm. Do you think that's, I guess that's partly why the Royal Commission is to, to then make sure that as even though, yes, you are providing value, yes, you're creating an intangible, there's still that element of, okay, there's that ethical element of needing to make sure that it is still in the best interest of the client. Uh, I don't think it's. I, I don't think it's because of the fees. I mean, I mean, uh, you know, the, the. I think really, if anything, the Royal Commission wants advice just to charge fees. So, 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 what, what, what's um, one of the issues is there are commissions, for example, that, that people get paid. Um, yeah. You know, there, there are different ways that people get remunerated. Uh, advisors get remunerated as well that can mm. actually impact on the advice. So. Yes, it's about removing that what we call that conflict of interest, right? mm-hmm, so that mm-hmm. when you do provide advice, you are doing it, um, you know, in the client's best interest and not in your own. So, so you know, with with certain types of remuneration, um, you you know, the advisor can be influenced to e- or easily influenced to actually provide advice that's going to be best for the advisor and not the mm. client. Uh, so that's so that's what the Royal Commission what was really you know about. Um, mm. um, it, it identified that, and so um, so yeah. So so the way an advisor is remunerated can certainly affect uh, you know the quality of the advice provided, mm. uh, but you know, charging a fee itself um, is actually probably. Uh, well, it is a good thing. So, so, so of course, yeah. For they, example, yeah, the yeah. way we charge a fee is a, is is, what, is we charge a flat fee. So, mm. you know, all of the clients know up front how much they are going to pay. There are no surprises, and and the advice as well is not. Um, so it's a flat fee, which which means that it doesn't matter where the client puts their money. Mm. I still get paid in the same way. So I get paid mm. for the advice as opposed for them putting their money into a particular investment vehicle. Now, that's really good, especially how it shows that you have thought about this and you do it in such a way that, you know, as much as as much as we want to look out for people, you have to rem- you you yourself put yourself in a position that rem- reduces and removes that COI element as well. Mm. Yeah, no, good absolutely. on you. Cool. Thanks. Where? No, <laughs> oh, good. Where do you think the industry will be, or how will it change the most in the next five to ten years? Especially with I, I the, think, I, think, I think, yeah, I, I think the main change, the changes are happening right now. I mean, mm. you know, a, a huge amount of advisors are or have already left the industry mm. um, because of all these changes, right? So, so um, as I mentioned, the workload has increased dramatically. Um, it's no longer about you know uh, uh, serving oneself; it's about serving the client now. And so, um, 
you know, so, so, and also, you know, charging fees. A lot of advisors didn't charge fees because they relied on just the commissions that they were receiving. So again, um, you know, there's a whole shift and a whole transformation right now happening in, in, in the way the industry um, is. But uh, five years from now, um, industry will be, you know, a great, I think, great, great industry. It, it, you know, we will be seen as uh, professionals. So when someone goes and sees the financial planner, they will have full confidence that they will be looked after because, um, you know, you have to be able to now demonstrate that you are competent, uh, demonstrate that uh, you are honest, trustworthy, that you've got, um, you know, know, that you are putting your clients' uh, um, needs ahead of your own. Um, That all has to be, to be, um, to be demonstrated. So, Five years from now, I think that philosophy will be very well entrenched in our industry, and and mm. um, you know I think it's only onwards and upwards. Mm, awesome! So you see that cult, that massive cultural shift. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, definitely, hundred percent. So, so um, yeah, so look, I, I think, I think, yes, I think people will see the industry. So even people coming out of uni, or you know, uh, I mean, to to get into the financial planning industry now, for example, this is something that's just strange. Um, you need to have a degree and it has to be a, a relevant degree. So you can't just be, um, you know, um, you know if, if, you, if you're a scientist, well, that won't qualify you to become a financial planner. You need to do specific financial planning degrees to come into the industry. So, um, you know, in the past, it wasn't, you didn't need a degree. You just did a diploma, a three-day diploma course, basically. Yeah, right. And that, yeah. Gave, you, <laughs> that gave you your, uh, your certificate to become a financial planner. Uh, so those days are gone as well. So, you know, it's, it's a huge shift. Um, mm. You know, there's, there's a big barrier uh, or entry barrier into mm. the industry now. Mm. I guess that's one of the good things. It's, it's that trade-off with the barrier of entry. The higher the barrier of entry, obviously it's harder, more regulation, but at the same time, there's a more, there's a higher, now that you know there's a higher standard, there's more hoops to go through. You have more faith and more confidence in that person's competency as well. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Cool. What that, you know, the regulators are looking to do is, is to instill that faith and confidence, um, mm. you know, uh, into, you know, well, to give the, the, the customer that, that or arm the customer with, with them. Okay, cool. That's cool. And so how long would the course be? Now? Um, I would say, look, I don't know the deal, but, but it would be a, a, a normal uh, degree. So let's say. Okay, a so it's a, it's a bachelor's, a two, a three yeah, year, yeah, three yeah. year bachelor. Absolutely, yeah, right. it's, a, it's a proper, proper, proper degrees uh, that you have to do, and then when you come into the industry, you have to do a whole year um, of working with uh, with the practice. Yeah. Um, you know, oh wow! And, so there's a there's yeah. a practical element now as well. That, that's right. Dang, exactly. there, there, there goes my my dreams. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I mean, okay, it's only really once again. You can see the person that, that's that's going to become a planner. Needs yes. To want to become a planner. Yes, that's another good thing. Yep. It's just like it's like it reminds me a bit of medicine, hey. You don't want anyone just getting into med. You want somebody that really, really wants really passionate about it as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. There you go. Absolutely. What yeah, I know you've covered many things. Uh, how in, in your your view, what is a unique insight that you have gained through this role that has helped you beyond the role? Um, look, a, a few things. I, I mean, one of the things, again, I think what we spoke about, it, it's, it's realizing, you know, and it'd be, it, look, it would be great to have people sit where I sit and, and to see what I see because, you know, oftentimes you see people who you think are doing so well financially. So on the, on the outside, they look like they're doing so well. But really when you, uh, when you look at it from, from inside, you realize, hang on, these guys are really, you know, are, putting, are working so hard to maintain this facade type of thing, right? So, so I, I think um, if people saw that, you know, pe- people would realize, you know, what what's important in life, really? What what, what is truly important? Um, and, and then they they would, I, I believe, um, start to prioritize and say, look, no, no, I, I want to spend time on those things that are truly important to me, and I don't want to really. I don't really care what people around me do, right? Because um, um, you know, so, so, so seeking personal happiness or or at least that financial freedom or, or freedom um, is, is something that that so many people seek, and and that's something that 
that I've been able to appreciate doing what I do, being able to see that and, and not be sort of, um, if you like, in a way deceived by thinking, you know, that, that you need more stuff to, to be happy, mm. right? Because, yeah. uh, because I think the one thing, a lot of stuff um, can actually um, be unhappy because if mm. you have too many debts and that sort of thing, it comes, it comes problems. So people don't want to worry about money. Cool. Fair enough. And it's a good reminder for you as well. There you go. And what, what advice would you give to someone who's looking for an advisor? Uh, what, what's an acid test? You know, especially, you know, that there are so many people out there that, that are very low with financial competency, but not only that, they, they can be easily manipulated or ripped off. Yeah. The, the first thing I would say is uh, look for an advisor who cares. Mm. Right? So, so when you go and see, you know, I, I don't think asking questions, too many questions, I, I don't know. I don't know how, I mean, you want to ask questions, of course, but I don't know how effective that would be. I, I think, I think if you want to do it the other way around, you want to see what sort of questions is the advisor asking mm, me, mm. right? Um, is he taking the time, or is she taking the time to really understand me, mm. right? Um, are they really clearly explaining what they are going to do for me as well? How are they going to mm. benefit me? Um, and then, and then you'll get a good sense of um, if is this the sort of person I want to work with. You, you really want to make sure that there is a connection there, basically. Mm. But okay. I would say an advisor who cares, uh, I would put that you know, as the number one thing. Mm. Thank you for that. Thank you. I think a lot of people probably will forget that. They'll think, oh, what's your track record? What's, what's your numbers? I want to see your testimonials, which those are good things. Yeah. But then you know, if, if, if that connection isn't there, then go to someone else. Absolutely. Cool. Absolutely. You know, look, ultimately I'd say we, and look, now with all these regulations, especially, mm. right, you, you, you're going to find that we pretty much, okay, look, there are very vari variations, but essentially we do the same things. Um, you know, and we have to be competent. We have to, we, we have to be a certain type of, of advisor now, right? Mm. But, um, the difference will, will come, you know, is the advisor, the advice that you're receiving, has that got, has that got soul in it or is it empty advice? Well, so, so, you, so you want something that, that, that is going to, uh, that when, when you, when you have it, you're going to feel like you really, you know, like, like, the, like the advisor really understood you mm. and really hit the spot. Mm. And they can only really do that if they ask the, the questions and spend the time with you. Mm. Well, that's, that's something very interesting. I didn't, I didn't think of that myself. We're coming to the end. I'm just going to end up with a few quick fire questions can be one word, one sentence, but every answer under a minute or under 30 okay. seconds. Okay. okay no. uh, what is one lesson learned in last year in 2020? Uh, I think with the, the crisis, I think uh, uh, in the middle of every difficulty, um, I think there is opportunity. Um, and, you know, for example, technology, you know, we, we've, we've uh, through this um, thing, we've, we've now embraced technology and realized uh, that uh, there is a, um, yeah, there are ways out there to improve um, the way we do things. Mm, awesome. Where will you be professionally in one to five years? Well, do you think uh, it's I guess the same role? Yes, yes. I think leading on from that, I think uh, I'm, I'm going to embrace technology more uh, mm. for a better work-life balance. Mm, awesome. What is one lesson of value that you hope to never forget? Or another way of putting it, if you could only send a one-way message to yourself in five years, what would you say? I think, look, again, like, like I said before, there is no such thing as a free lunch. Right? So mm -hmm. it doesn't matter what you do in life. Um, you've got, you only get what you um, get out, what you put in. What is a one-liner advice to those with financial stress? Look, the first thing I would say is uh, speak to someone. Right? Don't, 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 don't try and do it alone. Speak to someone who can help you get some, some clarity, number one, right? see what the possibilities are, and then who will work with you to, to get you back onto a strong footing. Cool. What is one thing that you are looking forward to this year in 2021? Return to international travel. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> what is a profession you would like to listen to as a guest? The profession that I'd like to listen to. Ooh, okay, good question. Um, oh, look, uh, oh, 
look, I, I think oh, you've got me there, haven't you? Um, <laughs> I need to get one gotcha question. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you did get me there. You um, can only pick one, though. Look, again, probably probably med- medical uh, 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 medical uh, professional. I think uh, to get their insight into what okay. they do and uh, yeah. Well, you'll be pleased to know we we have uh, have interviewed a dermatologist, a consultant okay. dermatologist, but any any specific medical professional. Yeah, I, I think uh, well, I think I think doctors. I think uh, I, I, I do like to listen to uh, what they go through. So yeah. Okay. Cool. Uh, anything else you would like to add that I haven't covered before the final question? Yeah, no, no. I think uh, look, look. I think again, you've you've asked me a lot of challenging questions there, except for the last one where you got me. I say far, <laughs> I, I was almost there, home and host. But uh, yeah, so it's, it's been it's been it's been interesting. I mean, it, this has made me think a little bit as well. So um, no, it's good. I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm, part of it is also not. Not just for the guests, but uh, hopefully you know you you get got something out of this as well. Oh, for sure, for sure. No, it's, and it's, uh, it's, uh, last question: What is one thing you are grateful for in anything? It doesn't have to be limited to professionally. I would say Mark McGowan for keeping us safe. Okay, <laughs> fair enough. Absolutely. Uh, for who whoever's listening, that's the state premier, and uh, we're quite fortunate that we haven't really had a hard lockdown. That's so, right. well, Zero thank you for how many months now? I think six months or longer, even that. So, I yeah, right. I'm not too sure. I think we had a case recently, but we haven't haven't gone back to lockdown. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Roland. Really appreciate you. Uh, well. you know your insights, your advice, uh, your perspective. I, I I've genuinely learned a lot, and yeah, I'm glad. Thank I you for thank you for coming on. Yeah, no problem. I will I will pop in your your website uh if anyone wants to contact you uh whether that be professionally or as a client or whatnot no problems much appreciated that's great so yeah thank you Jessica. thanks roland yeah very nice thank you very much no, thank you thanks for tuning in if you liked it please do share it i would love to hear your feedback ideas and guest requests also reach out if you'd like to share your own journey you can contact me directly at pb and jcast at gmail.com also in the description below catch you next time